Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Handy Slap Show. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. Today is Thursday, November 4th, 2021, and we are going to do part two of People Who Annoy You. All coming right up on Handy Slap. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? It's so good to be with y'all. I took the week off last week. Sometimes, you know, like, I can plan and plan and plan ahead, but, you know, there are just days where the episode is not coming to me. There are times when the thoughts and the momentum to be consistent in those thoughts and just the discussion is just not there sometimes. That may totally be an excuse, and... It's whatever, but here we are. We are doing part two of people who annoy you besides myself. Just kidding. Um, so we're going to go on with the list here. Again, this is all for fun. This isn't meant to be taken seriously. It's just like, you know, sometimes people like myself need to just talk things out, verbally process it, and just have a little fun discussion on like a little vent- ventilation and all of that so right away right off the bat we're going to start off with liars you know those who tell you different things than what you're supposed to hear people who lie to try to get out of any kind of obligation for themselves or like an obligation where they are wanted elsewhere or in this case maybe it's lying to get out of spending time with you now, you can interpret that any way you want. Maybe it's because you are part of the reason. Maybe it's because you are unaware or something, or we are unaware of something. But there are some times when you're wanting to connect with someone, you're wanting to spend time with them, and this could fall under the same category, I suppose, or even a subcategory of those who are flaky and who are... Uh, evasive in spending time with you or they want there's always an excuse for their behavior and why they're unable to connect with you or too busy you know what no one is that busy I mean I get it everyone has their schedule everyone has their routine But no one is that busy where they literally cannot squeeze you in for like a cup of coffee or something like that. And if they don't follow up, even if they don't follow up with an excuse or just say, no, I can't. Sorry. And that's it. That's the end of the conversation. I guess that's very common in the millennial adult world or even beyond the millennial generation. I understand that, but when it becomes a repetitious thing and they are not putting in the effort to try to reschedule for another time, that's when it becomes an issue there. That's when it becomes something that, you know what, this is not worth my time. And you know what, I was victim to that for so long where I wondered, oh man, that sucks. Well, okay. Maybe we can try another time. You know, that kind of pattern of when 
you try so hard to meet up with someone, hang out with someone, schedule something with them, whatever it may be, but it's always that thing of being flaky and dodging and being evasive. And you like, you know, when you're kind of naive to it, like I was many times or blind to it or just didn't want to accept it, um, put people on their dodging behavior, you get very, you know, to the point of uh, bene- uh, being the benefit of the doubt, you know, where it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. Maybe we can do another time. And they're like, oh, yeah, we will. They won't reach out to you to do so. That's just a, a reason or a ruse to exit the conversation. And, you know, I don't care if someone straight up tells you that they are not mindful of wanting to connect with you, to network with you, to be friends with you, or even more so. If they tell you straight up, that's cool. Because at least that's honest. But the problem with that is that people try to be too nice to the point of where they don't want to hurt your feelings if they are in disagreement with you or if they are uncomfortable or if they just simply do not want to, you know, hang out with you, to build a relationship with you. And you know what, if they, if someone has the guts to say that, where they say, you know what, I just don't feel led to pursue a friendship with you, or I don't feel led to connect with you or hang out with you, I'm sorry, I just don't want to hang out with you. That might seem brutal, but you know what I've learned over the years is that brutality is honesty, and once in a while, it's okay. Like, I can accept that. I can take that. And that's fine with me, because if there's anything we despise, I mean, I'm not going to say this is exclusive to the disabled community. No, I'm not going to go that route. But I'm going to say it's relatively more observable from disabled people who get the cold shoulder from other people or who uh, get um, who get people who are kind of flaky and they can make effort for other things but they can't squeeze in stuff with you. It's like hanging out with you or hanging out with disabled people in general. It's like a chore for that person that you are trying. Excuse my phone notifications. It's like you are a chore to them. And that's, I think, what feels so hard to fathom and feels, excuse me, feels so hard to digest and the process because you feel so self-conscious about it. This isn't just about calling out liars or calling out flakers or anything like that. That's not what this is about. My point is that if you've been on that other side and you're the one being lied to, 
you feel very disrespected, unworthy of confrontation, unworthy of honesty, and unworthy of time and effort. You just feel like a total chore to another person. Maybe someone does have the time to spend with you, and then they flake out at the last minute. Or maybe they flake out early on, doesn't matter. But then you just feel like you are unworthy of their time and effort, as I'm saying again. I don't mean to repeat myself. That's where it really hurts. When they have time for other people and you are just as valuable to be selected for those designated time slots of their day because everything has to be a planning center when you get become an adult it's just kind of a reality um everything has to fit into time slotted schedules if they are able to make time for others but not for you that's a red flag and that's a really hard one to accept because again it just makes you feel worthless that you are not worth being pursued or having set a time, having time set apart for you. You know, that's what it feels like when we are dealing with liars and those who are flaky. And you know what? Maybe just people don't want to hurt your feelings again or spend that time with you. And you know what? It's just going to be part of life. And in a way, it's not fair to them either when we complain and moan about it and try to call them, call them out on it. You know what? There's two sides or multiple sides to every story. Again, that may be a cop-out within itself, but it is very frustrating and you feel like nothing because you don't feel the honor or the you feel like too much of a chore to even be given the time of day that's why i have very low respect for liars especially those who claim to be let's say of positive influence and those who you know make up excuses to not put you into you know, the once in, a, once in a while time slot of their day. But they preach and they talk all about the loving and kindness of treating others with respect. I don't know. That's just me. I've done the same thing. I've said things to people that I regret in order to obliviously make them feel lower than they actually were taught to others as if they were my subordinates you know we're all guilty of that and in retrospect i feel very bad about it i do but then it comes to another point of people who don't return the favor for you now hold up i'm not saying that it's a requirement you know i ain't about that I'm not that way in the sense of I do things for people 
I'm speaking for everybody here, where we do things for people, and then it's it's like when you need help, then there's nothing. There's no reciprocation of the help that you need once in a while. You Maybe you need a favor here and there, and you're the one that always gives and gives and gives and gives all the time, and you still have nothing to the point where you have nothing left to give. And I was talking with a friend of mine about this, where this person just gives their heart and soul to whatever immediate personal cause they are involved with, or it's a personal relationship that they are giving their arm and leg to support and keep going and to give love to this friend of theirs who doesn't know how to feel loved. You know, this this friend of my own gives and gives, but they don't feel like they get anything in return. You know, and that's a really horrible, crappy feeling. It makes you feel like you're nothing but a giver, and which in one sense is okay, but if you're the giver and no one gives back to you, as a human, under human nature, that can be very difficult. And that is very heavy, too, you know? Another thing is being scolded for speaking your mind. You know, I hate to say this, but we live in a society uh, that's becoming very sanitized or desanitized, depending on how you look at it. So sanitized to the point where you can't speak anything anymore. You can't speak your mind anymore because it becomes offensive. Even if in your mind it's not offensive, you're just saying, saying what others are thinking. And you know, it's to that point where even I've been had moments where I'm speaking my mind and I've grown a lot more in speaking my mind as a person over the last few years. No regrets, by the way. Hashtag no regrets. And you are scolded for it. Or you're dismissed or sidelined for it just because you speak your mind on the truth in full, complete honesty. On the other hand, there is a balance of being honest and nice at the same time, which can be tricky, but we're at that point now, I hate saying that, sorry, we're in this understanding of everything needs to be on an equilibrium. You know, everything becomes fake. Everything becomes superficial, materialistic. No one can be themselves anymore because of extreme censorship, cancel culture, whatever it may be. No one is able to speak the truth. We don't even know what truth is anymore because there is no more objective truth. We have buried it. We have killed it because we have to be under the guidelines and almost the requirement uh, 
now of sharing what makes people comfortable, not what makes people feel exposed. You know, and we are humiliated for exposing ourselves. Kind of. Where people are applauded for sharing what's on their mind in the sense of self-reflection and self-improvement, like vulnerability. It's like, share enough, but not too much. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the new Venom movie that came out this year where it's like, yes, there will be carnage, but not too much carnage. You know, life is becoming PG. Whatever happened to the uncut version of life, you know, where everything is censored, speech is censored. We live in a life that's very much protected under so many rules and guidelines. Again, you need law, of course, law-abiding citizens, you need culture, you need society. But my point is we aren't personal anymore. We aren't able to share our authenticity a little bit, but not too much. We don't want to scare people. We don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to rip band-aids off too fast. And that's where people are getting so, again, feeling inauthentic. People not feeling good enough because we can't be ourselves. You know, and this goes into those who are really bad at being people pleasers. Not that they suck at it, but that they are total suck-ups to it. You know, I got the opposite of, I would say, kind of myself. And, um, you know, a lot of people that are disabled, we have no choice but to speak our mind. You know, disabled people are actually very good at it, too. Not only is it a way of, of negotiating and communicating effective caregiving, but it's also a way for us to um, deal with our disabilities, our struggles in life, and all the crap that we're going through. It's a coping mechanism. You know, it's a way to deal with it in a non-threatening, non-invasive, and a non-lethal manner. It's a little extreme there. I hate to use lethal, non-lethal, and all that. But it's a natural way to speak ourselves, to express ourselves. Expression and all that is so different. But yet the people-pleasers get all the love and the praise. Because if you become a people pleaser, that becomes very difficult for you to speak reality into the people's lives. And on the flip side, I do admit people need to be more compassionate. People need to be more kind and gentle with their words. It's very, it's a very tricky, fine line to cross. When are, when do you become compassionate, 
and when do you speak the truth and how do you do both at the same time you know i've dealt that i've dealt with that a lot in my own consciousness and in my own personality as it develops do i want to be someone that just says what they're thinking and just speaks the truth or do i want to be completely compassionate and not mean to harm anybody that's a balance that's really challenging and detrimental i should say because it is more simple than we think it is we again it goes back to honesty and being honest in love all at the same time and that's hard for people you know they're just people that want to take advantage of you do i believe people are naturally good not necessarily because of the gospel i believe we are all born into sin and that sin is inherited and i believe in the saving grace of jesus christ now what that means is to kind of further that while we may receive the grace of jesus christ thank god the trick is expressing that to others in other words loving others the same way that god forgave and loved you in your turmoil in your brokenness in your hateful behavior in your disgust he loved you in your filthiness how because god loves us so much that he became one of us through the incarnation of jesus christ and took on the burdens that we cannot self-sustain or carry on our own. Last night at a youth group I was helping at, the topic was friendship. And one of the questions was, how do we carry each other's burdens? Now the trick here is not that, so you see someone, uh, a friend of yours or whoever carrying a very heavy box or carrying a very heavy backpack, or a duffel bag, whatever, and they're just dragging it along in their life. Oh no, I wish I could help them. So you go over and you help them. Now the common image is that we, this goes back to being helpful to people, but not getting help in return. So pay attention here. The common illustration is that we take the box or the bag from them and carry it on our own shoulders or in our own arms and completely relieve them from the pressure, from the weight that they are carrying. Now, that's what Jesus did for us. But the way we do it is we have to do it together. In other words, we need to walk with them, which is an extension of what Jesus did. Not either or, but an extension a both and see jesus does take away the burden and the penalty of the weight that we carry but he walks along with us not just take it away and be done with it 
He's the substitute. He carries it with us. That's what we are to do with others. Even the liars. Even those who don't give us love in return. People who are takers and freeloaders. Who only use you. You know, people who are users. People who scold you for being you. And dislike or disapprove of who you are. Even the people pleasers who feel like they have to please everyone and who exhaust themselves because they kind of lose a sense of their own agency. Yes, even the people that hurt you and abuse you, they need to be prayed for as well. All these people who annoy us, who bother us, who we want to, who we want to manage in our own hands, who we want to be- beat the living crap out of, sometimes on a daily basis, all that is forgiven under the grace of Jesus, and we are to submit to that. We love because He first loved us. Because God gave us grace and understanding and had the Holy Spirit change us and is willing to change us, we are to be the same towards others and for others. People who annoy us are often people who need the most love, care, and grace. Let's pray together. Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for the love and grace that you give us so that we can pass it along to others through your Holy Spirit, even the people who annoy us and bother us, or even the people who despise us or who we despise. They and us are so undeserving of your love and grace, your extensive grace yet you give it to us anyway. So why don't we do the same for others? It's so much easier to just take matters into our own hands, to tell someone off, to bring someone pain because they brought us pain first, while ironically we love and support them even though they do not return that love and grace back to us. Or we give and give and give and help people, but they don't give us the help back and we're empty. We need you to fill that emptiness and that void, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for all who are listening. And thank you for the your grace and love over all minorities and disabled people. We feel so lost sometimes and empty and without you because... We just feel like we're unheard to the point where we feel unheard by you, Lord, but we surrender it all to you. And I pray over anyone who needs help today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 44 of Handy Schlepped. Again, I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. Take care of yourself. Take care of someone else today in your life, no matter what that looks like, even just being present 
with them, befriend someone today and give them compassion and give them love and truth in Jesus Christ. Be there or be square, you know what I mean? So stay safe, take care, and as always, stay classy. God bless.